Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, Chuck, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Uh, Chuck Curry, Mike Rags, uh, talking about the greatest movies of all time, of course, and new movies in theaters and on uh, streaming services around the country. Uh, wow, this is, believe it or not, the final week before the 4th of July, and uh, it's gotten here quick. And movie theaters are pretty much open. I don't know about the capacity, but movies are being released, and it's kind of been a benchmark weekend, and we'll talk about it in a second. I've got a chance to see a couple new movies myself, but let's uh, let's bring in Chuck Curry now. I say this is a, a benchmark weekend, Chuck, because really the first r- real summer blockbuster came out in f9 the one that if it doesn't get many people to the theaters will have a lot of theaters worried uh, i would agree i mean i think a quiet place too is a, a good barometer also uh this is another i would say we're going up in scope uh up a couple uh ladders here in terms of, of a barometer for the industry and what this opening weekend will be from what i read it's going to be around a uh 68 million dollar opening weekend now uh part seven did 147 million. I think that was Paul Walker's last one. Uh, and then the last one did like 98 million. Opening they weekend. knew it would be, they knew yeah. it would be off. It wouldn't be as if everything was completely normal, but they were hoping for around 60. They're going to get probably 68. Um, it's the biggest opening post pandemic. It's uh, the biggest screen count post pandemic over like 4,100 screens. That's about as max as you get. Um, so that's good. It, it shows you that by Christmas, I think it's going to be a lot normal. We're not normal, normal, but we're more normal than we were normal. No? As close to normal as we're going to get for, you know, for considering the times we're in. Um, and the, you know, I, this it's critic proof, this movie, right? So I don't even know what the buzz is for it. I know they're in outer space with a car. Yeah, I think it's like 60 something percent. It's not as not as high as a lot of the other ones have been, but it's critic proof, Mike. I mean, yeah, I mean, nobody's going to care. No, John Cena's in it this time around. And, and it, it, uh, unless it was the second coming of Hudson Hawk, you know, I, I, I almost bought tickets for it just to see the Jurassic World Dominion first look really it, you would do that huh no but i didn't it's only an imax screenings um and if you want to see a bootleg copy of it you know i guess you could tra- track it down but next year jurassic world dominion i can't believe we have to wait another year for this movie I know, it's a long time it's a long time and uh we'll see what happens with that some interesting movie oh by the way i did get a chance to see a couple movies we'll get to that well let right. me just say this speaking of jurassic park last night you're familiar with the east strasburg area where i'm currently doing this spot uh, at Dansbury Park across the street from my ice cream parlor. Did I just mention my 65-inch 4K TV yet? No. But anyway, I, I digress. So we did an outdoor screening associated with the theater I'm involved in and the park. Uh, we did an outdoor screening at Jurassic Park. We built a bigger screen. We used a laser projector. Uh, we used a Blu-ray. But let me tell you something, Mike. It looked unbelievable. I mean, it looked stunningly gorgeous. How was um, the crowd? About 140 people. Good. That's excellent. I was, I, I was in. I was like, you know, I, I was boosting it for two weeks on Facebook. I was spending like ten, fifteen dollars a day boosting my posts, and uh, it, it worked. I mean, I, I, I think it's we could build on it. 
it's enjoyable. I do notice one thing about the outdoor crowd. You always get a couple of, um, you always get a couple of, uh, I don't want to say nasty people, but they're always complaining about something. Oh, the speaker needs to be lowered or blah, you know. It's like, come on, but you were using a laser printer. This looks amazing. I mean, normally you show up to Dansbury Park, you, you know, you you think you, you're using a, a projector that costs 130 bucks. We're talking about a $3,000 laser projector. It looked amazing. It was unreal. It sounded great. We used great speakers. Uh, crowd liked it. I had to I tell you, it, it, it made me reflect on, because I haven't seen it in like a, with a crowd like that in a long time. Yeah. And it, like I, I hawking back to, you know, the day we went. And the one thing about that movie is it's one of those movies you're never going to get the ultimate enjoyment of seeing it for the first time because the way it's paced, the, 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 the things you see in it that you've never seen before in terms of effects, it's, it really is magic the first time. But it, it made me relive a lot of that stuff and realize how many set pieces he had in that movie, Sparrow. Oh, my God. A lot. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And uh, and the second and one. Sa- and Sam Neill. He he's makes good. it yeah, a great. really enjoyable ride. He's he's really like he's just likable. Perfectly cast. Yeah, he's really well cast. Uh, everybody is. And uh, they're all back for the next one. Uh, Let me ask you a question off the cuff. Let's just say hypothetically, they said, you know what? We want big star power. And they cast Harrison Ford in that movie. What do you think? Le- what do you think? How do you think that would have played out? I, I don't know. It's hard to say because Harrison Ford is not a over the top big action star like if you ask me what would they what, if Rock was a star, then I'd say he'd be beating up dinosaurs. But the fact is that. The, but Harrison hat, Ford usually downplays on. his roles. Harrison Ford plays characters that yeah. he's not stronger than everybody else. You know, well, as I said, you know, we touched on this originally in Jurassic Park. They, I think they were looking to cast William Hurt, turned it down. And then Jeff Daniels turned it down. They went to uh, they went to uh, Sam Neill and, uh, and um, I, they got it right. They did. They got it right. 100%. But you know what's interesting? When I watched it again, I did realize one thing because I watched Jurassic World three on Peacock on my TV. I tell you, I have this TV in it. Okay, Jurassic anyway. Park three. Yeah. Jurassic right. Park three. Yeah. Right now it plays Jurassic Park three. It plays like a, you know, an enjoyable time killer. It plays like it, a Disney TV movie. Yeah, But but here's the thing. It's, when it's you look at good. you look at Spielberg's direction in the original film and and the, and the way it's shot in this in. And then you look at like Jurassic Park three. It's it's, not it's almost good. like it's a lazy day at the beach. Part three. I mean, really lazy day at the beach. Yeah. It does have its moments, though. It's not an. It's not. Listen, I can I can sit down and watch it and say, you know, I, I, okay, I passed ninety minutes of my time. It was it was fine. No Jurassic can, movies. First of all, no Jurassic movie should be ninety minutes. No, and, I agree. Well, the yeah. ending looks like they they took a scissor to the reel, right? Yeah. They, they, you know, oh, okay, yeah, they're safe. All right, it's over. Uh, all right. Well, we spent a lot of time on that, and I'm glad you had. I know class. we did. I mean, uh, Jurassic Park three, and uh, by the way, um, you want me to I, go right direct head first into Beyond the Beside Adventure? No, no, no. Okay, um, I won't. New movies that have come out. We talked about F nine. Um, yeah, we're going to get. What did you see? I got a chance to see Liam Neeson's new movie. Um, the Ice Road, which came is, out. Is, is it rated R? No, um, it's barely rated PG. <laughs> um, now we're doing Liam Neeson, uh, his career a little bit later on. Our favorite movies, our favorite roles from Liam Neeson. This one's nowhere near the top five. We'll count down. But much like you've described Jurassic Park three, 
for a Netflix movie with Liam Neeson in it. You're going to get through for about 105 minutes and you'll be fine. There's some good action scenes in it. Um, it's pretty straightforward. There's villains. There's good guys. There's bad guys. There's icy roads and there's Liam Neeson. Chuck, it, it, it's really incredible. The assembly line of movies he's put out now, um, whether it be The Marksman or Cold Pursuit and, and, the, and the recent movies that have come out. Here's another one with Lawrence Fishburne as a, as a co-star who's pretty good in it. Doesn't have really enough screen time, but uh, you know, it's good. Is he, is he breaking any new ground? No, but is it perfect for a Netflix film with a big major movie star in it? How, yeah. how, how, how um, what would the production value is good? Pretty good. Yeah. But it probably plays better on the smaller screen. You, can now, see how, some- what, you, you think that was a quick shoot? Yeah, probably. I would think so. It almost is. It almost feels like he shot it on the off days of cold pursuit since they were in the locations. Let's just okay. do this movie over here and that movie over there. But again, it's you're not looking for them to move mountains. You're not paying, you know, twelve dollars to go to the movies and watch it on IMAX. You're 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 sitting at your, you know, cow on your couch and you're watching Liam Neeson. So at that level, it's pretty good. You know, it's not awful. It's but it's never going to reach the heights of the takens and the, and the high points of his career. You just you kind of wish that um, he's, so you enjoyed it. I did. But, it, you know, again, time passer more than anything else. If you if you want to if you're a fan of Liam Neeson and okay. you want to watch a decent that, action movie. And, that, and that's fine. Yep. And that's all it is. But now I did see another movie that's much better that did play in theaters was one of the comeback movies in, in theaters. And that's Bob Odenkirk in Nobody. I got a oh, chance. Yeah, what do you think? I got a chance to watch it over the week. And I got to tell you, it's pretty impressive. Very well made movie. Um, there's some great set pieces. The fight scene on the bus that he has with five thugs is just incredible. And you're you know, you forget you're watching Bob Odenkirk, a great com- <clears throat> comedian and writer and actor who's now become a budding action star. And it actually works. You go along for the ride to try to figure I think out they're going to do a sequel. I think they should, too, because there's a really great turns by Christopher Lloyd's in it, too. It's really? one of his it's one of his best roles he's taken in a long time. He plays his dad in it. And you want to find out how this guy, you know, comes across as a nobody, but he really isn't. And you, you'll enjoy his relationship with his wife, Connie Nielsen, as well, too. And as he's trying to win the respect of his two kids, especially his oldest son, you know, so it's satisfying. Robbed. Oh, yeah. He gets robbed in the middle of the night and he doesn't come through. And his son just is like, come on, dad. And and you don't know why he doesn't fight back until you start learning more about his character. And there's some some great action sequences and really great choreography in the fight scenes. You could tell that the director was meticulous in, in making the fight scenes absolutely perfect. And uh, but I tell you, he pulls it off. Odenkirk. He's really good. Um, would love to see him more, you know, better call Saul and 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 that great series. Uh, with uh, with Brian Cranston too. Um, the why is the name escaping me? The he's the drug Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad, yeah, Breaking Bad, yeah. and yeah. and he's done great work on on the post and stuff like that. So Odenkirk, you know, it'd be interesting to see where he takes his career now. I'm I'm not too sure I want to see him in too many action. So movies. you want Liam Neeson to retire and Odenkirk to come and replace? Well, I mean, it's funny. It's funny is because you watch this movie it, and you're like, well, this could have been a Liam Neeson movie. Now, do you think Liam Neeson is getting? A let little me finish. Little, I wasn't. Yeah. Let me finish. All right. You. <laughs> You could see this being 25 years ago, a Liam Neeson movie before mm-hmm. Taken, because this was the type of movie you would never expect Liam Neeson to do until now. So it, it's interesting to see. It'd be like St- if Steve Carell did a movie like this, right? This, you don't expect these guys to turn into action stars, but it works. And I think that's part of it. I think this if this starred Liam Neeson, it probably wouldn't have had the same effect. 
Now, do you think Liam Neeson's starting to get a little longer in the tooth to do these type of movies? Yes or no? I would probably say yes. And and, and then you, I'm glad you brought that up. So I would definitely definitely recommend both of them. Uh, I, but nobody is much, much better, higher quality film. So uh, you can rent that now uh, on streaming. But I'm glad you brought up Long in the Tooth. One of the first movie news we wanted to get to is the injury to Indiana Jones. He's 80 and he got hurt and they're shutting down production. Oh, he's 78. <laughs> he That's will be I'm 70. rounding, will I'm be rounding set, up. Well, when you get to that level, each year counts. So he'll be 79 in July. He hurt his shoulder doing a rehearsal for a fight stunt in the latest Indiana Jones movie directed by James Mangold. Um, but listen, in all the Indiana Jones, in one of them, he, he ripped his ACL. He's, he's, he's had injuries in all these movies. The difference is he's, he's a little older now. No, a little, times a lot older, be longer. Yeah. So I, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, is this I mean, really going to be, it's going to, what's going to be interesting is how are they going to pull off these action sequences? There's a female lead in the movie. Are they going to give her a sizable amount of the action stuff? Are they going to use a lot of CGI They're gonna or have the aging? To. Or, yeah. or I don't want to see stunt doubles. No, no, I don't want to notice them. They I don't want to see. The, I don't want to notice see, them. I don't want to see the Irishman stuff either, though. I don't want to. I, I mean, this room is going to do flashbacks with that stuff. I don't uh, really want to go there. Yeah, I don't. But I'm I think ready. they might. I'm not ready for that either, actually. Uh, uh, I don't well, think be, fans would like that. No, but I, I think fans are liking the the set uh, pictures taken for the Flash, Chuck, as they get a little quick peek at. Yeah, uh, I agree. Bruce Wayne, Michael uh, Keaton looks pretty good an aged Bruce Wayne, but he's there. It's it's going to be him. I hope he gets um, a lot of screen time. Yeah, I just how uh, much how much screen time you think he's going to get in the Batman, Cal? I don't know. I hope a lot. I, I you would think so, but um, I, I, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, will he have a fight scene? And I can talk about another older guy. You know, is he going to? But it would be interesting to explore that character aged. Maybe that know? samurai guy from Batman with the swords will come out. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, but seriously, wouldn't it be yeah. interesting to see this character as an aged individual and what he would be doing in his older I love years? It. Yeah. The, quest- the question is how much screen time and story development is that specific character, Bruce Wayne, an aging Bruce Wayne played by my, uh, Michael Keaton going to get? Yeah, I hope a lot. I mean, that's what fans want to see. They love it. That movie will make a fortune if they do that. Yeah, absolutely. But Ben Ben Affleck's in it too, right? I'm, I, I I know there's different timelines of Batman. Just, uh, I mean, I wonder if they're going to surprise and try to get Christian Bale back. I yeah. Or, jo- or Joseph Gordon-Levitt pops up as the yeah. Batman. Yeah. Well, you know, Adam West ain't going to make it. That's the only no. bad bad part. He's not going to be able to. No, Val Kilmer is not going to be. Val Kilmer is probably not going to be hanging around the set. And no. George Clooney, he'll never be on that set. No. Um, Chuck also got a chance to see that uh, Rogue One. Um, they're making the sequel. Obviously, Star Wars Rogue Squadron going to be written by Matthew Robinson, who's done a couple of stuff, including the Dora movies. Um, Theaters or, or Disney? The, I, the premieres to December 22nd, 2023. Filming is set for next year. I don't know where this story is going to go, um, but I am a huge fan of Rogue One. But this is probably the next. This is a Disney production. Obviously, it's just a question of will we be back to normal enough where it's not premiering opposite Mandalorian? I don't know. We'll see. You have a problem with Pixar not releasing knowing the theaters. I don't we touched on this last week, knowing the theaters needed product, not releasing this movie in the theaters. They could have said, hey, listen. 
we're going to give it to theaters also. I, it seems a, a little mean spirited, no? A little bit, and and it's interesting you bring that up because I forgot. Luca, to, right? What's yeah, it Luca? Luca? Yeah, Luca. Yeah, my, okay. uh, my daughter and I watched it last weekend too after the show. What do you think? It, it's good. It's it's as you know, Pixar never misses. So, so it, it so it could have played. Could have been absolutely. And you know, and listen, they needed a Father's Day weekend. Yeah, I don't know. That's they weird. needed that movie. Yeah, it, it would have been. It would have done decent business too, I would think. And it would have. You know, yeah. Well, it's, it's just as good as Onward, which came out right before the pandemic. And that was a big Pixar movie in the early portions of 2020. And uh, it, it I'm sure when it was went into production, it was going to be a major release for Pixar. And it's just as good as the other ones. Uh, it's, you know, it's it is a little bit mind boggling. The last and speaking of Disney, I see they're making another movie of a theme park ride, Chuck, and that's Tower of Terror. And it looks like Scarlett Johansson's going to be in it. Now they haven't had. Well, boy, they, they they write a check and this big stars come a running. Huh? I tell you what, and uh, well, Pirates of the Caribbean, the exception. They're movies based on theme park rides. I, I guess the they did the Haunted House one right with Eddie Murphy. We're waiting on Jungle Cruise, which is still yet to come out. It's coming out later this summer. Um, am I missing one here? Is there other uh, theme park rides? I, 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 it's like uh, you build a ride and then you make a, a movie around it. Probably uh, just oh, right. By the good. way, did you, you get it? Did you get a chance to watch a, the newest trailer to Halloween kills? I did not tell me about it. OK, I got to tell you, uh, it's pretty intense. I mean, they go. They, the trailer shows what the title is. I mean, it shows Michael Myers eradicating a lot of people, including the fire department in the opening sequence. Oh, boy. Try try to, you know, put the house out in the last film that was burning where he's burning. Uh, and Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis's glory strode is completely unhinged. Oh. And in this movie, but uh, what what it does is is everybody knows and is after Michael Myers in this movie. Um, gotcha. So it, becomes- it, is, it looks ultra R rated, like really nasty slasher stuff. Well, that's interesting. Um, but it did test. They say it's it's tested through the roof, and and if you like Halloween slasher movies, it's awesome. Bloomhouse. I mean, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis getting a huge check, obviously, for these movies. Most and, importantly, and she deserves it because they wouldn't work. They wouldn't have the box office without her. No any way. appearance by Buster Rhymes? You know, it, no, uh, but it does show Anthony Michael Hall. If, if you watch the trailer carefully, you do see him for like two seconds. He's playing. Okay. Uh, he's playing um, the, boy. the character. Yeah, yeah that right. Paul Rudd played in Halloween from yeah. the, from the first film. Yeah, her, I her brother, the name. right? Huh? Her yeah, little her, brother. Yeah. 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 Uh, Laurie Strode's brother. Yeah, well, listen. Well, no, 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 because, you know, Halloween 2 doesn't exist. So, uh, oh, that's right. That's so right. He's just a, you know, he's just a, he's just a normal kid guy. He's just babysitting. A kid. Uh, is the psychiatrist in it from the from the last one? Because that's really where the storyline. I, 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 I it begins and ends. No, I didn't see him. in the Yeah, trailer. that was uh, that was really what the movie was all about. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right, Chuck, uh, let's we're going to get to. Um, to, well, I got to ask you, you've got to have movie news before we get to Fast Five. And then we're going to talk I, about I, what Lee. I have is this week in movie history. So June 25th, 1997, Independence Day. Oh, boy. Another landed one of in, our uh, land, landed in theaters. And, you know, we've gone on record saying, you know, of, in our lifetime, you know, a handful of, of the best popcorn tentpole movies that we've seen in theaters that were exciting and delivered and memorable. Jurassic Park at 93, obviously, but Independence Day was, in my opinion, equally as cool. I mean, I thought that movie delivered in space. I remember you calling me up, talking about how exciting it was in the first act 
when the dog, yeah, when Vivica A. Fox's dog, yeah, jumps and is gets saved, and then it goes to black and it goes to act two. Uh, that was good stuff. That movie delivered. And, and for people who don't re- know this, uh, an interesting footnote to movie history: in the Will Smith role, Ethan Hawke was originally cast, and then for whatever reason, he don't like to do blockbusters. He bowed out uh, at the last minute, and then they bring in Will Smith. And let's be honest, it made Will Smith a movie star. Oh, absolutely. And and and, and it, what's interesting is you know Will Smith, he, he's not in the movie for like for the first twenty minutes. And it becomes the focal point, one of the focal points in the movie. But what an ensemble. I mean, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Bill Pullman, who gives that iconic Fourth of July speech. speech and yeah. uh, Randy Quaid. Harry Connick. Harry Connick, Vivica Fox. I yeah. mean, it's such a good case. It's such a good case. And it's before Roland Emmerich completely went over the rails. He's like Erwin Allen. He, he just he went too silly. Yeah, he like, went over the top. He, he killed too many over, people. He went over the top. And Independence Day 2, we make believe, doesn't exist for people who are listening. I got to tell you, though, does I not did, exist. I did rewatch it with my daughter. She watched and? it for the first time. And, and she loved it. It was really. You know, but I, the, no, not the second one. The first one. Oh, OK. One, first yeah, one, first yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I, I was going to my, my, my point being is that watching it, knowing the second one exists. Yeah, it does take away from it a little mm, bit. I, I make believe it doesn't, though. I watched it. Actually, I mean, did I Robert, tell you I got it this 65 inch 4K? So anyway, on his Robert Loggia, though, I mean, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's horrible. Uh, what they just, do there with the CGI. Oh, my God. But uh, uh, it, listen, first of all, if you're going to make it, that movie came 20 years later, right? Independence Day 2. If you're going to make a movie 20 years later, Roland, have the respect of the audience to actually have a script that's viable, not something you wrote in a bathroom on a napkin in between lunch break. I mean, come on. It's so that bad. That script sucked. It's so bad. Everything about it and it, it, it everything about it. And then, and let's be honest, there is a, uh, listen, we're all getting older. Nobody's young. Nobody stays young. Every day we grow a little older. But even Jeff Goldblum, like to see his character older, it's just different. Yeah. And Bill Pullman, what did the hell did they, what did they do with his character? Dude, and, I know and, he's not the president, but he's like he's like a, he's in a walker. I mean, like what? And then Brett Spinner Spider, becomes a Spider star. Comes, Brett, Brett Spinner comes back as the uh, one of the worst characters in a science fiction movie ever. They bring him back like audience are pining for this guy to not have died in the first Awful. one. Oh, my God. And, and Vivek A. Fox, he goes from stripper oh, she, to a doctor. What way? And then they kill her off. Right. She, I'm like, what are you doing? When they're right down the first time. Bad. The first treatment of this of the of, of the script they wrote yeah. down she's gonna be a doctor like a, she was a strip I mean not that it can't be done don't get me wrong but I mean that's a it, that's as hard to believe as aliens coming down and blowing us all up but I'm sorry but um, interesting that that came out obviously Independence Day and it really it made Will Smith the Independence Day star after a while right he started oh doing, heck yeah all his movies came out on Independence Day but that, uh, listen there, there should have been a sequel to that movie three years later not yeah 20 probably years later. probably probably it's almost stunning that they didn't make a sequel I mean tw- yeah. it was released by 20th Century Fox true and they're as greedy as anybody right and it's not like so any like- of those stars were huge movie stars at the time I mean they were you know Goldblum had the Jurassic Park, but he had it. But it made Bill Pullman a big name. Made Bill Pullman. And he a delivered. Man, he's awesome in that movie. Yeah, they're all. And Randy Quaid. It was his last inch of sanity. Um, and then he morphed into the actual character in real life. It seems like so. Yes, uh, it, it is fun to watch again. It does bring up a lot of great mo- memories of going to the movies and it's good memory. Yep. And the other, the other popcorn movie, probably the first Avengers movie. I thought it was pretty awesome. 
Yeah, Hulk very smash. awesome. Yeah. I thought that really delivered big. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Hulk smash. When yep. he says that, oh, that's a great scene. That's a great, great movie. And uh, I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it in quite some time. Do you remember the event of Beyond of Do you remember the event of Beyond of Side Adventure? No. Like I said, no. Uh, okay. Now, um, my memory's fading. I, I don't know. Chuck, uh, let's do Fast Five before we count down Liam Neeson's best movie roles. Uh, give it and a we'll shot. start since we're talking about Roland Emmerich. I'm sure you'll bring uh, up uh, the day after tomorrow. But let's talk about John Cusack, whose finer moments were long, long, long time ago. Um, if you look at his IMDb, John movies, Cusack, John Cusack. I'm going to tell you right now. Here, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Wait, 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 Jackson. wait a second. Wait a yeah. second. Calm down. I know you uh, want to get to trying to, to, to the day after tomorrow. But I just want to recap his last six movies. Were that would Never be 2012. Grow, 2012, yeah. right. Yeah. Never yeah. Grow Old, River Runs yeah. Red, Distorted, Singularity. Stop me when you've seen these movies. Blood Money, Arsenal, uh, Dragon Blade, Reclaim, <laughs> Love and Well, Love and Mercy. <laughs> <you said. laughs> I haven't Cell, seen any of them. Cell. Cell. I oh. listen to Cell's based on a Stephen King short novel, right? Yeah. Bad movie. So I, I I rented it. I remember it didn't play in theaters, so I rented it on Redbox. I pop it in. First 10 minutes. That's interesting. And then, holy smoke. It's just horrible. I mean, it's like the, the whole movie takes place in a room. They have no money. There's no budget. Q6 hairpiece is oh, questionable bad. at best. And it's just it's horrible. And and here's a guy. And uh, uh, she rock say anything. Say anything. Mike. She say anything is, is the movie. You're right. But yeah. she rock. I'm sorry. I'm getting to more. The Prince. Fidelity's good. Ma, drive hard. The Bagman. Adult yeah. world. And here's a guy who actually has the guts to say, you know what? I'll just do hot tub time machine too. I'll do an unrated, uncredited uh, role in this. He turns down the sequel to a semi-successful comedy that he did to do all this other schlock. Maybe the producers of Hot Tub Time Machine 2 didn't even want him for the second movie, Chuck. Listen, 2012, at least that movie had a you know $150 million budget. He's still yeah. very viable. He's actually really he's fun in that movie. In my he opinion. is. And he, look, he's I mean, yeah, the, the, the last act when they go in it like the 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 big shit like yeah I mean you don't it's need crazy. that but the setup the first half of that movie is enjoyable I think it's enjoyable well he I just like went it. way over that he kills way too many people in that movie it's ridiculous I mean billions of people are dying yeah and I'm supposed to care about a little chihuahua making it on a boat I mean come yeah. on I mean I what know. are we doing the Russian characters are bad yeah I get stuff. it I get it the second half stuff is is a is problematic but the first half of that movie is good and it if you like disaster and Cusick's an interesting He's an interesting lead in that type of material because he's having a good time. I think he never take. Does he take his sunglasses off in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> he just started. You know, he did a convention uh, a couple of years ago, which was his first. And somebody told me he wore, he wore sunglasses the whole time. Yeah, like he didn't really want to be there, but he took the money. And actually, just pounced off the top of my head. I saw on Facebook. Uh, on social media, Michael J. Fox is going to do a convention, right? With Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future. And Michael J. Fox is there one night by himself. Christopher Lloyd arrives the next day. $350 for an autographed wow. picture with Michael J. Fox and to shake his hand. Holy wow. smoke, Mike. That, I mean, if he's if he has the line that I think he'll have, I get why these people, I mean, that is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Would you um, pay $350 for anybody? No. No, nah, me neither. No. Uh, but getting back to Kuzak, he I mean, obviously say anything we're both huge fans of, but you make fun of his high fidelity is good. Yeah. Late career is bad, but he's done a lot of great stuff early in his career and a perfect Grifters casting, is good. 
And he's perfectly cast in Con Air too. I think oh, that, I love that, that movie. That was well done to put him yeah, in. Yeah, what can we role. talk about? We we yeah. that's uh, the repeatability enjoyment factor on that is uh, very high. And it's ironic that the two leads in that movie just can't find their way right now. Um, Chuck the, the and, and, and the industry has changed. And John Malkovich now has a straight to streaming movie. And I remember I sent you the preview for yeah, that, another did. head scratch. And I did send <sighs> Chuck another preview for another brand new Bruce Willis movie where he plays second billing to uh, to that. That 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 Fox care Megan Fox. So it's good to see things are looking up for Bruce Willis as we anticipate another John McClane. I'm looking at the live free or die hard movie poster as I do this podcast, Chuck, and I just cannot. We're never going to be going back there, are we? It, you know what? It's funny is we make fun of the you hate that live free, die hard, the, the, the next one with die hard. Good day to yeah. die hard. Yes, I you, don't like it. But if you look at it now, I get it. I get it's a lot better than the shock he's doing. Yes, exactly. It's but like it's not a diehard movie. That's no, the thing. It, it, it plays more like his movies that he's releasing now than it does like the John McClane movies. And and it's really a shame, really a shame. Uh, Chuck, how about Mel Brooks? Uh, one of the great comedy writers, directors, and even actors, too, who is, uh, believe, 96 years old this weekend. Wow. I mean, it's easy to say Blazing Saddles and and Young Frankenstein right off the bat. Yeah. Um, does it begin? I, I'm a huge um, high, high anxiety fan myself. You know, he only directed 11 films, Chuck. Now, let me ask you a question. His One of his last ones with uh, uh, um, Leslie Ann Warren. What was the name of that? Oh, life, life stinks. stinks. Life okay. stinks. I remember going to see life. Not that I'm picking life stinks because it would be the two would be blazing saddles and young Frankenstein for me. Yeah. But um, when I went to see life stinks, I remember watching it. I said because I used to go to movies by myself a lot. I, I remember seeing it opening day on a Friday afternoon and I'm, I'm watching it and going, you know, this movie's really not funny, but it sort of worked on a different level. Mm -hmm. And I liked his chemistry with her and he's the star of the movie. Yeah, that's what's interesting yeah, about it. Yeah. And, and I sort of respected it because it, it was just different. Now, a lot of people in the last like 10 years have said, oh, he, he should do. He was going to direct a sequel to Spaceballs. Spaceballs is good, too. Uh, was ahead of its time and then it got rediscovered. Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, he, he, he's not going to direct a studio movie at 96. It's never going to happen. His last movie was Dracula Dead. What does he think? What does he think he is? Clint Eastwood? No, his last <laughs> movie, his last movie was Dracula Dead and Loving It in 1995. Believe it or not, that is hard to believe. Uh, that was a Leslie Nielsen comedy, too. And, you know, um, he did the Robin Hood movie in 93. But really, yeah, yeah. back to uh, 1974, he releases. Let, let, and, and let's, be, let's be honest, and, in 2021, a lot of the ideas that he had like the Robin to spoof stuff. Yeah. Theme is not going to work anymore. No, no, the, the it's satire. sort of been there, done there. Yeah. That satire it's not doesn't gonna work. work anymore. You no. know, uh, Leslie Nielsen uh, was a cam. I mean, the naked gun movies were, uh, like, they were they, you know, some of the stuff in those movies were awesomely funny. And let me tell you something. We, we, we did rank our 10 favorite comedies of all time. And, and both of us love that movie. And my daughter, enjoys all three of those naked gums. She sat through. Yeah, all three look, here's the thing about, she I it. think naked naked gun two and a half is the weakest, but the first one is is a classic. It's perfect. But it's part perfect. three, the Oscar ceremony <laughs> in part three is classic. Yeah. I mean, like I was like peeing myself. Yeah, it's laughing funny. so hard. That is it's stuff. Funny. Some great stuff. Uh, Chuck, how about Kathy Bates? A great illustrious. Misery. Uh, well, it would be misery because she, she won the Oscar, but you know, she she's good in Titanic and she's good in about Schmidt with uh, with, yep. with Nicholson. And she's yep. 
She's great. I mean, she's she's an icon, that woman. Yeah, she is. She's she had a great runner in uh, the office, too. She had a good uh, uh, little short stint on the office as well. She, yeah. she she knows how to play comedy, too. And I'll tell you, you know, I did. We both liked Richard Jewell. You liked it a little more than I did. I, but I, I liked it a lot. She excelled in that movie. I that thought movie she was I liked great. a lot. I thought and she nobody was great. went to see that movie. It's a good story. It's actually yeah. a really interesting it's a fascinating story. story. Yeah, yeah, fascinating story. And and that actor who's done a lot of goofy content, he's fantastic in yeah. that movie. Yeah. Chuck, how about um, Tobey Maguire? Obviously, forever known as Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And will um, he pop up in the newest Spider-Man? Who knows? And he hasn't really done much of anything except well, voice did, the boss Steve baby. Biscuit. Yeah, love and, and, Biscuit. And, and, and he played uh, Bobby Fischer, right? Uh, yeah, that was later on, but not many people saw that movie. Uh, yeah. The Cider House Rules. I love that movie a lot. I think he's great in it. Yeah, I he's just, good. He just it's an interesting career. He's made a lot of money. He's married. I think he's married to the daughter of Universal Studios pre- president. I don't know. He's got a lot of money. He, he was in Great Gatsby also. But yeah. um, I, I got to tell you, he hasn't. But Chuck, I, he played. I loved, pa- I loved him as Spider-Man. I really yeah, he's did. great. But, but he was in Peter Bobby Parker. Fisher. He was in Pawn Sacrifice. That oh, yeah. Seven, Pawn Sacrifice. That yeah, was right. seven years ago. He hasn't made a movie since. He he was why the, he's the he's the voice of the boss baby the narrator of the movie that's it very interesting very weird very weird career um he, he's it's to me he hasn't recovered from dancing down the street in Spider Man three um he hasn't really done anything on screen of note and last but certainly not least Chuck I I put him in here because he turned seventy look I'll say Robert Davi but not many people will know who that is you and I will know who that is so Robert Davi is seventy years old. To, to me, is he Big Johnson from Die Hard or is it the Goonies? And is that what you think? Yeah, well, I, I go with the Goonies first. I go with the Goonies first. I'm surprised he's only 70. I got to be honest with you. He's, he's also a, a good time. villain. He's a good villain in the Timothy Dalton Bond movie. Um, oh, the, uh, the, the, the the License to Kill, right? License to Kill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's face it. He's a villain. He's so good. In the bond. He's so good. Yeah, he is. Well, he's got a fa- he When you look at him, you go, that's eh, a villain. Yeah, no. He, he he's came. funny. He, he, that character. Listen, that character, the character Johnson and Johnson in Die Hard. Oh, let's so be funny. honest. You're, you're dancing a tightrope in that type of movie. Will it work? Will it? But it works. I love it. But it I, works. Just like it, Saigon. It, I love that line. It, that it. movie. It needed the comic relief and it got it. It, and it, and it got it in spades. It did. Uh, I it, And uh, he adds to it. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of characters in that movie that come and go. But that character is Johnson and Johnson. And a nice little wink. In the third one, too, if you remember, one of the agent's names is Johnson in the in the van when uh, when John McClane meets the FBI. Again. I didn't realize. That. Yeah, it's I didn't a realize nice, that. Nice okay. little nod to the to the original there. too. That's a nice summer movie. huh? Die oh, Hard with the, a vengeance. That that is a summer movie. And no that's a great about. New York City movie. I we, we both say the ending's botched, but that's a damn good movie. And, you know, uh, Live Free Die Hard's a good summer movie, too. Yeah, I listen, place I, Independence I, Day. I, I don't want to bounce into Die Hard, but to me. I got to tell you, I love the first four diehards. I, I like them all. And, yeah. and uh, it's amazing about directors because the director of Live Free or Die Hard is the same guy who, well, he did the Underworld movies. He was married to Kate uh, Beckinsale. Beckinsale he divorced. Yeah. But this is the same guy who did the horrible, 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 horrible remake of Total Recall. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how you do something. 
it's almost like what Joseph Sargent did taking a Pelham one, two, three in the seventies and does joys of revenge. It's like, is this really the same person? Well, doesn't it really all come down to the script, right? If you're not going to have, a, I, I think there's know. a lot of, I think there's a, I think it's a script, but I think there's a lot of, I think the production crew you have, I, I think this, the studio backing, uh, there's a lot of different factors. I think that goes into it. I really, and all, and, and also this one word, which is good in life. It's called luck. Yeah. You know, timing, sometimes it's big too. It's movie ma- do, listen, Die Hard, the original, is movie magic. Yeah. Right? Back yeah. to the Future is movie magic. They, they, these are rare. These are, this doesn't happen. No. They're a hard lot. to find. They're hard to find. Uh, Chuck, and, and the, the elements in, in Live Free, Die Hard, you know, Oliphant's really good. Justin Long's really good. Maggie Q's really good. The one acrobatic bad guy's really good. There's a lot his of good fi- His stuff. fight scene with his Maggie Q's is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, it's an underrated action movie, and I dare people to go back and watch and, it. And the people who like some, there's people who really like it, and this people who just dismiss it as bad. They're out no. of their mind. That movie's no. good. If, if if not anything, it's created a great tete-a-tete between uh, Kevin Smith and Bruce Willis. Yeah, it, and it has stories. the length of a Die Hard movie. Yes, Die Hard movies need to be over two hours. They Sorry, do. they, they do. just do. You, you, uh, and that, Mary that, Elizabeth Wanstead uh-huh. too. We, we, yeah. I didn't, she's in it too. She's really good as well. Yeah. Um, all right, Chuck, let's talk Liam Neeson now, who's got a brand new movie out in, well, on Netflix. Um, and he is actually pushing 70 years old. He just turned 69 this year. I'm going to ask you this before we get to his top five. First time you remember seeing him on the big screen. I remember the first time I saw him on the big screen. Do you remember what movie it was? Oh boy. Well, uh, my number five is, is going to be dark man. So, because is that I, yours that, that that was that is my number five because it, it, it I didn't just so the caveat here I went with Liam Neeson movies where he stars yeah I love Batman Begins it's my favorite Batman movie and I think he's really good in it but I didn't pick it because it's not really a Liam Neeson movie it's a Christian Bale movie right right so uh so but I did I went with Dogman as my number five because it came out the year after Batman is directed by Sam Raimi it has his usual wacky camera work and and just weird you know uh stuff that he you know in, in, that he that he uh was used to doing with bruce campbell he's the back uh, screen a lot he uses the back it, screen a lot a lot of yeah and it's, it, it's, yeah. A, it's sort of a bizarre movie but it was a hit but it, it tried to piggyback off the success of the superhero movie which was batman in 89 yeah. and, and and it you know it it did fairly well for universal pictures and it was in really it was an interesting performance by liam neeson that uh, that always stuck in my mind. It was just different. Well, it's interesting. Francis McDormand's in that too. Very yes, young, right? Is. And yeah. uh, I wasn't a big fan of it. And, and, uh, and the villain, the villain was from, uh, uh, L.A. Law, right? That yeah. Guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, they actually ended up making a couple of sequels with nobody except him involved, right? As the bad guy. They couple used more. Uh, they used the guy from the Mummy, the villain from the Mummy. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Who, what's his name? Uh, Movies with a V. I know exactly who you are. Yeah, I know. Yeah, those are uh, what those those were called director DVD uh, director D uh, VHS sequels back yes. in the day. Yeah. Well, the first time I remember seeing him on a big screen, it wasn't. He's not on my list, but I remember him in Suspect as the homeless guy in the trial with uh, Cher and uh, Dennis Quaid. I, uh, do you remember that movie? It was a good co- courtroom drama. It was Cher I do and the remember star. it. I also remember, we, he, I remember him in, uh, in, in Leap of Faith, right? With Steve Martin Leap of and Faith. Deborah Winger. That was a little bit later on in his career. I mean, you're talking. Yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't, a bi- he wasn't big yet. I don't know. No, think. he wasn't, wasn't huge he, yet. What so year was, was that? Also, well, Dog, it, Dog Man came out in 90. So when did. Uh, 
Leap of Faith is 92. Out. Okay, so yeah. yeah, he was a name. All right. Um, uh, He was also uh, the brother and next of kin, right? Remember he with was. Patrick Swayze? He's also in Satisfaction, the Justine Bateman movie oh, that boy. came out. And don't forget, he's the director in the Deadpool. He's a villain. I know, in one I of know the, that. One of the uh, Dirty Harry movies, I right? So yeah. there's a lot of good stuff that he did, That, but you didn't know who the hell he was, right? To me, um, my number five, is one of his later movies where he's kind of fallen into that same character over and over again, post taken. He's got like two careers taken and, you know, post taken and pre taken. This one's a post taken one. It's called run all night with uh, Ed Harris. His son accidentally kills uh, in yeah. defense, kills Ed Harris's son. Who's a, who's a hitman and uh, who's a gangster in New York city. So the whole movie takes place in one night as Liam Neeson tr- tries to protect his son from getting killed and, and his son's yeah. wife. And it, this is a really good flick. And it's stuff. after take everything. It's after, after taken. taken. After it's taken. A, it's, yep. It's his new career trajectory. Yep. Right. And this one works for all the ones that came out after him. And I think a lot of it has to do with the director of run all night, who he's worked with a few times. And another one of his movies that are on my list. And that's Wami Kole Saray is the yeah. director's name. It really works. Ed Harris is a great villain. Um, Commons in it as well. He plays a hitman in it. Genesis Rodriguez is a good flick, Chuck. Um, run all night. And he plays Jimmy Conlon in it. And, uh, you know, one, another one of those. I, he's an Irishman in New York. That's another thing with Liam Neeson. He's always an American with a deep, dark Irish robe. Yes. Sometime in his lifetime, he came over from the from that island to this to, to the to the uh, to United States. They never explain it in any of his movies, except you just figure he's. Well, I didn't do it when, when Michael Caine. They right. never explained it right. either. Right. You know, it, but you know, what is Captain Michael Turner? have an English accent on the Poseidon, right? I mean, yeah, it, it makes uh, it, it still to this day begs for a sequel so we can ex- understand the character's behavior in that film. Chuck, just, what was your number four? I went with Love Actually. Yeah, that's my number four as well. I, I, I love well, one. I love that movie. Two. What I, what's interesting about Love Actually, it is a uh, it, it is a movie that feels like a family film, but it it is got we were talking about some serious adult sensibility and unforgiving plot turns. Um, well, I mean, and, and let's face and it. I love it, though. Let's face it. But he, one- he he's so likable. Yeah, he's, he's really the heart. Him and the boy, his son, did the heart of the movie. Well, the- and that, that scene at the airport at the end, when it all yeah. comes together and all these yeah. characters intertwine and it all pays off. It's so well done. It's, that it's one pays off the movie. That one pays off the most because that's the purest love story in the whole movie. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of flawed love stories in this. Well, movie. What's really interesting about English humor is that. It has the nerve, an unforgiving way to to really. It, it, it's not it's not going for political correctness. No, that's it's honest. It's that, honest. That's what it's, it's honest. honest. Humor. I mean, it's honest you know, when humor. people I, I screened this movie privately right at, at uh, Christmas the year before last. Right. So we're watching it and I could tell the audience it was like 30 people. You could feel in the Alan Rickman storyline. Right. The uncomfortableness of it. Right. Yes, yeah. and they're waiting for it. They're waiting for it to turn the way they want to see it, but it doesn't. Well, it, it's very honest, and people would criticize, you know, these love stories and how they materialize in this movie today. But like they made this movie, if they made this, it's right. If they made this movie now, it would get torn to pieces. The fact that an older character like Hugh, uh, 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 Hugh Grant, who's who's older, would 
would uh, romance a young girl who's a, a worker and he's I mean, in a position of power exactly so they would they would tear these movies the other guy from the walking dead's basically a stalker in this film and, Andrew and lincoln yeah and and so there's a lot of flaws and not that, only that she appears to have a really happy marriage right and she appears also to be very young which she was in that film yeah, as and, well. but 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 she also like you could t- she's also attracted to him yeah yeah, like it, it is completely unconventional. It's com- it, love actually is completely unconventional in terms of Hollywood storytelling, but yes. it is also very real in a real life way that might make some people a little uncomfortable. Having said that, I still think ninety nine percent of people who watch it will be highly entertained and enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah, I got I agree. Uh, That's why it's my number four, too. And I'll bring up my number three real quick, too. And and it is Batman Begins. I I do like what you did. And you you wanted the movie he started. But I thought his turn as Ducard in that was just really good. And it shows you how he really built the Batman, right? He's the guy responsible for building um, what Batman would become. And then eventually it's it's really that script. That is a really good script. It is my favorite superhero movie. I I, and I I know I'm going to sound ridiculous. I'm going to tell you. I do watch it almost parts of it almost every day yeah, on my TV. It, it, it's um, it's a great origin story, and he is he adds a lot to it. He's really he adds, he's really good. A lot of depth, a lot, and a great fight scene at the end on the subway, and he pops up again in the in the last one too for for a quick cameo. Right, as well. he does. Um, so I I love that character, and I liked him a lot in that. So I put it on my list, but I do like your idea of like, well, let's just try to stick. To pure Liam Neeson movie, but then again, Love Actually was an ensemble movie. Well, I well, understand. So, it, yeah. it, I, it, it wasn't playing the villain though, but I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, uh, my but, number three, my number three, I went with The Gray. Um, yeah, good movie. I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of this film. Uh, I, I was compelled when I watched it, and again, it's not a typical Liam Neeson movie because it's 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 grittier. It's, it's it has dark elements to it, uh, survivalist tale and. Um, he's really good in it, and uh, I was completely captivated. I, I'd give this movie like a nine out of ten. It was really, really good. It's it, it ends a bit on a bummer, right? It doesn't. Yeah, it really, does. It doesn't have a payoff at the end. But Joe Carnahan really didn't care much. He's a good, great writer director. He's the one who. who now let me ask you a question. Joe Carnahan originally had the script to do the remake of Death Wish, yeah. and he tried to get it off the ground. It was supposedly going to star Liam Neeson in the Paul Kersey role. Let's be honest, that would have fit him like a glove, right? Yeah. That would have been the right director, and and then ultimately goes into turnaround. Eli, Eli Roth gets it, and then Bruce Willis becomes Kersey. And, I mean, it's, it's a watchable well, it you is know, what it is. But it's interesting because he was probably did the gray off of the A team because of his relationship with yes. Liam Neeson, right? So yeah, correct. You know, and he, he would have did. He probably would have did the Paul Kersey role. Yep. Yeah, and 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 by the way, bring up the A team. Very watchable. I mean, it's oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah absolutely. It's, and he's a good Hannibal in it. He's he, he's every good as George Papard, right? I mean, he's yeah. fine in it. Uh, yeah. That that movie uh, somehow gets forgotten. And uh, I just want to say it didn't make my top five, but Cold Pursuit would have been six. I, yeah, I'm a big, I know you I'm like that movie. Fan. I'm a big fan of that movie also. And the gray probably would have been my number six as well, Chuck. Um, but let's move on here. I'm going to go to my number two. And to me, uh, and have, we've done a, a, a list of fa- favorite uh, movies about airplanes and airports. I love nonstop. I just think that that's a, just a perfect if they would have packaged that movie as an airport 2010, it would have worked for me that way, but it also works as a post taken film. It's got great action scenes. It's kind of a whodunit as well. It's very suspenseful. 
Um, he's very good opposite Julianne Moore. <sighs> I, I love nonstop a lot. It's, it's fun. I got to tell you, speaking of airports, that's one franchise they're never going to resurrect. No, they, never gonna if they were going to do it. They would have done it with a script like this. And then just, you know, yeah. you figure if Universal is going to get their hands on a script that's somewhat decent. Yeah. The, you know, but, you know, assemble an all star cast. Those, I think it'd be a lot of that, fun. That ship is sailed, though, but it kind of has. But yeah. I, I really love nonstop. Get a different generation to pop, to pop in that movie. It's done really well. And one of the things it's the director again, Joami Luc Cole Serrer. Serrer, they teamed up again. Now, he would also do the commuter with him, which is an absolute abysmal film. But go check out. Nonstop. Now, let me ask you a question while we're talking about this, because I listen, his career is really interesting. And I and I'm a fan. And, and he's one of those, you know, actors where. You just you, you could watch anything he's in and go along for the ride and enjoy it. Sure. Why didn't Bruce, why couldn't Bruce Willis do what he's doing? I don't understand. It I makes no it. sense. I don't get it. But, you know, in, I mean, you're in talking Bru- about John McClane in Bruce's defense. Yeah. Liam Neeson is kind of morphing into a Bruce Willis ish career. He's got to be. Yeah, careful now. I, 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 I yeah, got to be it, careful. It, it could go there. It could go down that road. And this is a guy who said he was retiring from action. Yeah. Movies. Um, and you know, he didn't quite and then, do that. And then streaming happens. Yep. And then the paychecks start rolling and, in and you know, the pay, and, and you know, we're paying them good money to, to do this Netflix stuff because they're paying for the content. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Chuck, I mean, my number one, I would think is the same thing as your number one. Well, right? I, I didn't do my number two. Oh, your number two. I'm sorry. It's taken because it, right. this is, this was the one that morphed him into something different, but you know, that line reading in that movie, we talked about this last week. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a memorable, solid genre movie that means something in the industry because it really launched, relaunched this type of genre and it relaunched his career in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. It's iconic. It, it became an iconic role. Right. I mean, it, it became a signature role for a signature actor. And and-, and, and and the bummer part of it is is Taken Two is OK and Taken Three is horrible. So it's a franchise that did that franchise itself it's with his character. Thing. You well, know, you really think, died. You think about it. It's it's the I mean, how many times can you keep doing the well, same? You don't thing have to over? do taken. They don't have to take her. Every I, movie. I know they, that's they the could point. have just used the character and did something different. Hey, that's the problem. They could have made it like the equalizer. He, he he helps people in the community. Right. Yeah. But that's the problem. You know what? And I know it with these movie producers. They go to the well until it's dry, barren. And that third and one, left. they went beyond dry. I mean, it. let's face it. Um, I, well, I was going to get to it. Number one, without a doubt, is Oscar Schindler for me. I mean, yeah, me just, too. Me man, too. He's, he's so good in that film, Chuck. Such a he, heartwarming character. And he's perfect for that role. Yeah, he is. And, and, and you know, even at that time, he came off a leap of faith and he did that movie. He wasn't a huge movie star. Perfect casting by. But when he's watching the destruction from up above and he notices the little girl in the red dress, some of the looks he gives to the camera is just heart wrenching. And then when he's trying to figure out how he could have raised more money, could have saved more lives. Right, and that was just end. one and only Oscar nomination. It was what? well deserved. And just so I just want to before you expand for people who don't know this, when Spielberg did Lincoln, his his choice, it was going to be Liam Neeson as Lincoln. Yeah. And then I guess Daniel Day Lewis became available and they and obviously he won an Oscar. He's one of the greatest actors of all time. But uh, Liam Neeson, make no mistake, he would have been a heck of a good Lincoln. Oh, absolutely. He's got the height. He's got the look. There's no doubt about it. I think he would have been part. But, you know, you know, uh, what's his name made it kind of Daniel Day-Lewis came is an iconic performance, too. He's unbelievable in that film. Um, but, you know, it's that's the great thing. You know, we talked we, we bookend this show with Jurassic Park and 
and and uh, Schindler's List. And that's exactly what Spielberg did in that one year. He had both movies come out. Yeah. And just and again, in both movies, it's casting, right? A lot of it is who am I going to put listen, in these a roles? lot of a, a lot of times. Casting is 90 percent of the battle. And no studio is going to tell him how to cast. And that's why he usually no. gets it right. And, right? And I got to tell mean, you, there's nothing worse than when you cast completely wrong. It doesn't happen a lot because these guys, the people who do this, they, they're good at this. They're yeah. good at it. But the question becomes, Chuck, does he make the casting great Spielberg or does the cast make Spielberg great? That's that's always what comes first to chicken. I mean, because if you look at Jaws, you look at all these movies he's done and he got the casting right. But he, did he get the casting right? Or did I, I think I think it's right? like I think it's like you know we we both like sports and you you were sports talk show host at one time. I, I think it's it's a team concept. Yeah, you know it's just like you know you could have a good first baseman, but if your shortstop and third baseman stink, you're not going to win, right? So you, you know you do need the director. Obviously, you need the script. You need then you need the director, and then you need a good cast and who who bring their A game and and do something different or unusual and um uh, and 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 it all sorts to culminate and come together like a, you know, like a fine wine or, or a really good meal. Well, that's basically you described Liam Neeson's career, too. He just came together like a fine wine and he did. And he keeps pounding out some great stuff. And Chuck, uh, neither one of us brought up. He was a Jedi. I know he, he was, was. He was in Star Wars Episode One. Kaigon get Jin now. He, and let's be that, honest, Darth Maul is a great character. He is a great character. Right? That is a great character. And I think Liam Neeson's in that movie for only an hour, right? Maybe a little bit more than that. Um, yeah. So he's hard to, he's easy to forget in that. Um, but let's not forget, you know, that's a pretty good, that's pretty, they cast him. He was pretty big at the time to be sure. in that movie, you know? So, um, but he wasn't, I mean, nowhere near my top five memorable roles. I mean, I could barely remember the film, let alone his role in it, just because it's an utter disaster by, um, George Lucas that just got out of control. And, and before we go, you know, it's interesting because I was reading about when I was reading about Indiana Jones and this set injury to Harrison Ford. Um, George Lucas has no involvement at all. Spielberg, supposedly a very hands-on producer. You know, these people Good. get producing credit and they just they don't do anything. They just get their name and get a paycheck. Right. But, right. but uh, the fact that Lucas is not involved at all, it's pretty interesting. And by the way, Liam Neeson does funny, too, as well, because his cameo in Ted, too, is hysterical as the customer at the <laughs> at the supermarket. He's really he's basically playing himself. And I know he was in that other A Million Ways to Die in the West. That was that that Seth MacFarlane pretty it, it had its moments, but he's doing comedy in that. But I really enjoyed him as the voice in the Lego movies as well. He's bad cop, good cop. He's very funny in that. So uh, he doesn't do comedy a lot, but he can do comedy. I think it's it's awkward because he's so tall and his accent, it's it's really not going to work a lot, Chuck. But yeah, do you remember that cameo in Ted too? It's really really funny. Yeah, I I, I uh, and and then that's how he he also got the uh, the Seth MacFarlane the the West movie, right? Which, yeah, well, the West was the first, and then he did yeah, Ted that, too. yeah, yeah, that was that had issues that movie. It had some laughs in it though, but uh, yeah, Ted, I, I'm a fan of I love Ted. I like Ted too, also. Yeah. All right, Chuck, that'll do it for this week. And we'll be back next week. It'll be 4th of July weekend. It um, will be. But it ain't going to feel like it at the movie theaters, right? I mean, what are we talking about? What's what's even coming out for 4th? Well, uh, Purge, the, 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 per, purge, the, the purge, purge movie. And yeah. then uh, and then Baby Boss, right? Oh, my gosh. Is this what we've Part come two. to? Ah. We, are, we are a far cry from uh, 
from uh, the independence days of the world, right? I mean, I don't think we'll be doing a show 10 years from now saying, hey, back on this date, uh, the Boss Baby and the Forever Purge came out. I don't think so. I don't think so either. All right, Chuck, we'll do this again next week, my friend. All right, Mike, always a pleasure. And to the audience, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.